0: I, Charles the Fourth. Oh, is it the Third? Bloody. We will strive on so the dehierarchisation of the class. Let me pork. put it to because you. Just. Yes. You if you win by one, oh, well, you've won. The
1: phone went over
0: the side. It is time to draw a line. I just think everyone should be sure. What the fuck is going on? Hello, I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to a very special edition of my podcast where each week I ask the question what the fuck is going on on? this is a, a very special edition of what the fuck is going on because I have a guest who was in many ways the voice of the lockdown I suppose there were one or two other voices of the lockdown like Donald Trump and Boris Johnson Matt Hancock all of which are thankfully discarded at least for the time being but not this person rosie holt was someone who through the lockdown was uh was one of the ways we got through it really i suppose there was the vaccine that played a mild part in overcoming the the unpleasantness of the covid19 but after the vaccine comes and the nurses all right them. but after them came rosie holt who did a series of uh, magnificent little films that were put on uh, YouTube, and put on social media, in which her MP character uh, just parodied quite beautifully the nonsense that was being said at the time. And she is with me both as herself and as this uh, particular MP today. Here she is.
1: What the fuck?
0: Well, every week on this podcast, I say we have to have expert advice, uh, and we do. But this week, I've got—I'm going to be talking to someone who has the air of an expert, but clearly doesn't. Uh, In not not the person, but the character she plays, uh, who looks more like an expert than anyone else. Uh, the person herself is an expert, Rosie Holt. Hello.
1: Hello, I am an expert. You are an
0: expert, yes.
1: In what? Don't know. In life. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got,
0: Rosie? For uh, you will know, uh, Rosie. Over the last what four years, I would say, has, um, yeah, I
1: think so. I've really this. bad time with times with with dates, but yeah, four years.
0: <laughs> yes, for the last four years or so, sort of coinciding with the four years of the uh, of the new levels of madness that have come from. From the government, from the sort of Johnson years, I suppose, it, it, going right back to the John, the years that Johnson was sort of set up his little camp in opposition to Theresa May. Then you've been portraying these these MPs uh, yeah. defending him, saying defending him and Truss and now Sunak people just saying the most unbelievably absurd things, and you've been the one who's uh, been been the voice of that really.
1: Yeah, I've been in- going out on the front line, defending <laughs> the government, <laughs>
0: uh, and on online as well, which has been which has been brilliant. Do, how did you? Um, what was the first sort of the first thought that you had? I wonder if I can parody this this madness. The,
1: well, so the, the, it was kind of in two because the the first time I ever did a video was not as an MP; it was as sort of a right wing talking head, and it was um, in lockdown when all the statues were right the, the, the whole statue conversation and I thought I thought it was so funny the all these people getting so angry about these statues of slave traders being pulled down and going this is erasing our history mm. so I did um so I just put up a video of a woman saying this is awful this is erasing our hi- history just like Stalin did who incidentally I have a statue over in my garden <laughs> so that was kind of what started what started it all off and then that kind of went viral and um But then the the, the MP I only started wheeling out during um, Partygate when you suddenly had every week these MPs defending all the the Partygate allegations and they were so mad. Um, And I just, yeah, I I released it. The the video that kind of really took off was me about the Sue Gray report saying, um, I can't tell you if I was at the party until Sue Gray tells me if I was at the party.
0: (laughs) But now the t- the where the two th- where everything sort of meets together with that is yeah. uh, is that first of all that they were saying things pretty much like that, I mean that was Johnson wasn't he? He was like, yeah. we well, I have to wait to the investigation to see if i if I was there uh yeah, yeah. I might, and I had a line uh, well, will come on to this sort of thing actually the difference between the way we do it but i I had a line I was great because it might turn out that I'm not me that I'm pepper pig, it's possible we don't know. so but uh <laughs> But so that, so they were that mad that that, yeah. that was that bonkers. But also your portrayal of these people is so accurate that it only goes, I think, a few inches beyond what they say. And it's so accurate. All the mannerisms and everything are so accurate that that makes it brilliant, but also means that a lot of people go, think it's real.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the time what's funny is on twitter i'm used to it but on instagram i've only started really breaking through and now i get messages from people on instagram every day going no this mp <laughs> is awful <laughs> who elected her whoa did she <laughs> did she really say that 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 constituent wrote and saying her house would be made of bins it's a lie <laughs> oh yeah tell us
0: yeah do that one that's brilliant the bun of bins the seven bins
1: <laughs> yeah, because obviously Rishi Sunak did yeah. the this, this speech saying, um, the seven bins, I've scrapped it. Tax on me, I've scrapped it. And everyone was going, when were we, we going to have seven bins? Um, so was there a, a letter
0: vi- to a, from a constituent you were saying? Yeah. yeah. So I did
1: a, a video where I was saying that, um, you know, this was a great concern for a lot of my constituents and someone saying... Uh, are we going to have, you know, I don't have room for seven bins in my kitchen. Where will the dogs sleep? And it will be, I don't want to live in a bin house. And then, and I said, and I've had old people writing in saying, please, please don't tax our meat. Our meat is all we have. Please. Our life is so sad. We just, we just need our meat. And then, yeah. And then I get these comments saying, you I don't believe your constituent really wrote and said those things.
0: Now, in defence of the people writing right writing to you, saying that yeah.
1: that is because
0: that is very very close to what they do. They do say that they do yes. that. They will do, right? not they? When like during the Partygate thing, there will be all. I mean, this was the line, wasn't it? Was um, look, I don't think that people are really concerned with whether or not the prime minister had a cake or not. I think our constituents are are concerned with rising energy bills. Yeah. And so that is, which is so utterly outrageous an argument, but you're only taking it a little bit part of that. And then they will say, I had a letter from the constituents. Yeah,
1: I agree. Well, I I think what, the reason why I started doing the MP really is because I kind of felt like it it was so ridiculous and I felt like we were all being gaslit, really. Mm. I know that's a word that's overused, Mm. but... It—it it was all these MPs treating us all like we were complete idiots, and you're going, "Are we really supposed to believe all these things you're telling us?" And—and and you're right, especially kind of like, didn't Lee Anderson say about how his—he saw his constituent who was. A migrant or something in McDonald's every day, and you're going, "Why, Lee Anderson? Why are you at McDonald's every day?" It's sort of-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's so many holes in it, isn't there? There's, that's <laughs> it, it, as soon as you start to analyse any of this, you think, "Wouldn't it be brilliant if they had to go to court?" Because mm. if it was under cross examination, so Mr. Anderson, a half decent barrister, Mr. Anderson, how often do you uh, dine at McDonald's as deputy? Is he deputy chair of the Conservative Party? Is yeah, this a normal so if you were to sort of yeah, yes, but if you have maybe a, a potential uh, donor to the Conservative Party and you're wishing to to discuss matters with them, do you take them to McDonald's? Is that where you go?
1: Yeah, yes, you could you could I I think we should send them all to court. It'd be great. But then what would be the lawyers defending them, Swella Braverman? I mean, would yes, it, who exactly. would they wheel in?
0: But now this does remind me of uh Enoch Powell famously made his speech about um, a woman from Wolverhampton who uh, now I've forgotten the details of this, but in his famous speech that the, the country will soon be foaming with rivers of blood if we continue yes. to allow immigrants in and so on, made it in 1968. And a big part of this speech was about a woman in his constituency in Wolverhampton who complained that now there were so many black people in the street and she couldn't go out at night and all that sort of thing. And, it might not be the most important thing, but I know that I did read a book in which someone tried to track down this particular person. And, of course, no such person existed. No such letter existed. There was no woman in that particular room. Really?
1: That was a lie?
0: <laughs> 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 what? So maybe it's always been going on. Maybe in maybe in 1862, Disraeli. I put it to you, Sayer. Mr. Gladstone, that indeed a soul in my constituent hath contacted me <laughs> with regard to the number of horse and cart that hath premulated upon his person.
1: But, then, but also, do you think, I mean, sometimes I think those people just, they're just mad, right? I mean, you always, under anything, sometimes, um, you know when you get, I get stuck into YouTube um, algorithms where they keep yeah. showing, they've decided to sh- show me videos and, and they started showing me videos of like real life, I don't know something or other but underneath the comments is always going that happened to my friend my friend was walking home and got knocked over by a man dressed up as an bear suit and was absolutely <laughs> terrified and then had to go and hide up a tree you're going what
0: <laughs> yes yeah, so then imagine if you then Based, based, sort of, uh, based your policies on that. Yeah, on that, yeah. On the, on as, it, as indeed a constituent of mine put on YouTube, he <laughs> had to, How much longer have we to tolerate people in bear suits chasing my constituents up a tree? <laughs> yeah. YouTube's brilliant for that. I don't. I was when I was doing my in town shows. There's nothing to do with it except just the the quality. Yeah, but of I want to hear right about here. your in
1: town sh- shows.
0: Okay, I was doing Barnard Castle at a time when it was not famous. <gasps> Red- oh, <laughs> incidentally, I'll tell you something else about Barnard Castle in a moment. But Barnard Castle, which we did because one the opening line of it was the marvelous thing about Barnard Castle is nobody knows it's here, and because it was it's just such an unknown yeah. place. Um, at, was at the time. And there's a massive museum there because one of this sort of um, aristocrat it, who broke ranks with his family in the 19th century sort of was written out of the will, but given this massive manor, enormous place, and he turned it into a museum and collected stuff from all over the world. And one of the things he – it's an a, a extraordinary thing, the Bose Museum, if ever you want to go to it. And amongst the exhibits there is this swan made out of tiny shards of glass that was built in about 1790, and there must uh, there's something like 5,000 shards of glass. It took about 10 years to build, and once a day, this guy comes out in all uniform in the museum, at exactly one o'clock, I think, with a massive long key that looks like it's going to open a sort of castle somewhere, and he turns this key, and for about 40 seconds, this swan moves in very magnificently swan-like fashion and sort of its wings flap and the shards go and even finally its little sort of uh, its little encore is it dips and picks up a little glass thing that looks like a fish and picks it up it was made in 1790 clockwork thing unbelievable and when i looked at it on, on before i went there i looked at it on youtube and the first little bit of film of it it happens. And yeah. you, I just thought, wow. And then at the end of it, you just hear this voice of this bloke go, Is that it? <laughs> It's my favourite thing to watch on YouTube. <laughs> Is it not the case, Prime Minister, that the quality of a mechanical 18th-century swan has declined substantially under this current government? <laughs>
1: Dad three four six seven was not impressed, and I stand by Dad three four six seven's words.
0: But yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're going to base our, our legislation on on the basis of comments on the internet. <laughs> uh, but it is that thing of, of get now. Here's the thing. I'm going to be pompous here. I'm ready. Uh, over the last, what should we say, 60 years, on and off, there have been sort of, um, there have been parodies, if you like, that have, that have seemed to have uh, represent the certain governments. So uh, Peter Cook with Harold Macmillan, uh, and then more gently Mike Yarwood with Ethan Wilson and so on, uh, Rory Bremner certainly with Blair, Spitting Image with Thatcher. Then it disappeared a bit. I don't know why, mm. but in the Cameron years, he seemed to get away with it. But you could be the sort of person who's remembered as the the, representat- the sort of comic representation of the last three or four years of this this particular lunatic's.
1: I hope so, that would be really nice, wouldn't it? I'd like that. But then also that's sad because it, it implies I might disappear soon.
0: <laughs> no, well, it's going to come on to that. Because yeah. oh, we'll yeah. come on to that in a bit. But, um, but is there a bit... It's. Because there, was, there, there there's definitely something distinct about this. But politicians yeah. have always lied. We know that. You know, us sometimes when people go, they've never lied like this, they go, well, Thatcher lied about Thatcher lied about the bloody general Belgrano. Blair lied about Iraq. This is not a new thing that politicians lie. but this is a new this is a new sort of lying that is a sort of they're almost they've almost taken the. The heart out of lying, haven't they?
1: Yeah. Well, I think the real—that's why I think actually it all started kind of with Boris Johnson. Obviously, Brexit was a huge turning point in loads of ways, but I think when Boris Johnson came to power, I mean, he got rid of twenty-one MPs, mm. and they were mostly the competent ones. Yeah. So suddenly, he brought in this whole influx, influx, <laughs> influx of of really well, kind of stupid MPs, actually, and stupid ministers who usually would have been languishing on the backbenches for years and never usually would have given their time in the sun. And because of Boris Johnson, they did. Also, Boris Johnson kind of, I think, um, followed on from Trump in this idea that he, you could, you didn't have to say the truth and you, there wouldn't be any consequences. So I think the mix of, of Boris Johnson himself and the kind of MPs that suddenly got pushed to the forefront, I think changed our politics quite a lot really so you're right there has always been, you know lying politician is not a new idea but I do think it's been particularly um egregious since since Boris Johnson came to power yeah the
0: quality of the lying has gone has gone down that's that is yeah. upsetting
1: <laughs> yeah. and I think try I, harder yeah. try harder be better liars
0: just, yeah, come up with a lie that takes a journalist a day to uncover it
1: yeah, don't say you've been ambushed by cake.
0: It doesn't doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. But there were, but of course, what they have sussed is that there is a certain set percentage of the population. I don't think it's a majority. I don't think it's anything like that. I don't think it's even a majority of their normal supporters. But it's, it's, there's a certain percentage that will go along with it, just as the same as that someone will. Yeah, you know, I don't know that someone won't believe that their partner's having an affair when any when it's clearly obvious because they don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe that Boris Johnson's lying as with with Trump, and so there was, you know, the Conservatives will still get at the very least, I guess, something between twenty and twenty five percent of the vote at the next election, despite yeah. all of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think now a lot a lot of people are kind of fed up. With the conservatives in a way they weren't. Like in lockdown, I I remember being because they I thought they were they were being so abysmal. But I remember my dad saying because I was um saying he goes oh you and your mother you're so hard on Boris Johnson, <laughs> he's trying his best. Mm. And there was a there was that kind of feeling which is we're going through a really big thing. We've got to support the government. But I think I think now that tolerance is wearing quite thin. Yes. Um, but. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens, is not it? I mean, I can't imagine the Tories will get in. Will they? Will they? No, you I think there's stuff,
0: and I think Johnson's yeah. stuff, and I think that is, is enormously important to keep bear in mind because you got – I know, you know, this is a particular sort of um, angle of mine, but I get very frustrated when people go, oh, people are just stupid, and they'll. And I think, well, all right, some people are stupid, we know that, but most people no, you got, yeah. So, two years ago, Boris Johnson seemed impregnable, didn't he? It looked like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, all, the, all the serious commentators. Boris Johnson's certainly in position to have three terms like Thatcher or Blair and all that. And and then in because it was built on very fragile sort of land, if you like, is his popularity. Really, as soon as those photos came out, he was pretty stuffed, wasn't he? And yeah. I and he's and now he's absolutely bollocks. I I I think he's gonna go he's not gonna go downhill as much as we would like, because I would like to see him in a circus in a cage with people poking at him with stingy nettles for a pound Mr. Liathon! He can lie about anything! And uh, and he'll be in there and the children what, will they'll go, again,
1: do it again! lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And he'll be... And he'll be Say your silly a, words. Yeah, ruffle yes. your hair. Exactly. I've got to knob the sheep of the map of Canada. And then they'll sort of po- poke him with a little stinging nettle or something. And they'll go, ah, of course, I invented stingy nettles. And it'll just be you know, the entertainment for the nation and live on BBC yeah. One.
1: <laughs> Oh, that would be lovely. What a world that would be. (laughs) Watch Boris Johnson being prodded with a stick on TV for entertainment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to give back. It'd be nice for him to give back. What
1: the fuck is going
0: on? Oh, what the fuck is going on? um, Elliot, my dear boy. Yeah. He shows me all these sort of comics that I otherwise wouldn't see. Uh, and one of the ones he showed me the other day was a guy called Shane Gillis from America, who's very sort of got a very stick of a very working class American sort of bloke. And in amongst it is thing he was doing was this bit about Trump. And it was brilliant in its simplicity, because he said, what the other politicians don't get with Trump is that he just doesn't play by all the rules that all the previous politicians played by. so. They would say you're lying, Mr. Trump, or you this you did this terrible thing, or you've got some flaw in your character, or whatever. And then he says, and then, uh, and instead of sort of trying to answer it and defend it, Trump would just go, "You're gay," and, <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't know how to answer it. It was really a really funny bit, you know. And then they would still go, "Yes, but in, in 2006, you said." Yeah, I don't mind that you're gay, but you're, let's face it, you're gay, <laughs> and
1: and I think I think that, well, that Boris Johnson did that to an extent, didn't he? Like he, in in um um Prime Minister's Questions, he would sort of, uh Kier Starmer would say something, and he would just go off on a complete tangent. He, he wouldn't yes. answer the question. He'd go, "Well, uh, Keir Starmer is." You know, shooting rabbits in, illegally <laughs> or something. Just yeah, yeah. Completely, I don't know why I came up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's the sort of thing, But, yeah. but, just, but also, Rishi's do, Rishi does that a bit. I mean, even though he's he's much more kind of sort of serious-seeming than, than Boris Johnson, but he, he does kind of employ some of the same tactics that Boris used, which makes me sort of think that Boris has kind of damaged our political system... In, in ways we we haven't really um yes it's amazing yet. isn't
0: it we need to get back to the old-fashioned lying we need to get back to people yeah. sort of just doing things like inventing reasons to go to war <laughs> <laughs> The things that are made up, oh, with dossier. Oh, would it be good? Oh, in, oh <laughs> if there's another government and all they do is that they just take us into war on the basis of an invented, made up dossier created for That's from what a we want, family. isn't
1: it? Oh. I mean, those
0: were the good old days. <laughs> that, oh, it take, oh, it takes you. Isn't it nice to have them back?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: Um, but what. What do you think then? When if we have a Keir Starmer government, then will you be able to car- carry on, or do we wait and see? What sort I don't of-
1: know, because on the on the one hand, um, I'm a big believer that any government in power should be um, ridiculed. I think that's an important part of democracy. But on the other hand, I kind of think that. Um, I'm not sure the appetite will be there. I think everyone... Mm. One of the reasons why I was able to do so well uh, with starting with with Boris Johnson was everyone was so angry and fed up. And I think if um, Labour get in, and I hope they do, there will be... I imagine there'll be from a lot of people a sense of relief. And I don't think people will necessarily want you to, 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 to sort of prod holes in them straight away. But... Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's hard to know.
0: It is It is interesting. Or maybe it,
1: I'll just join GB News and <laughs> They'd have you. Do that.
0: They would absolutely <laughs> have you on there. And it would probably take them about, after about three years, someone would research it and go, hang on, is she taking the piss out of us? <laughs> 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 they are funny on there. They are They're difficult. That would be difficult to It'd be great fun, though. We should do one. When we yeah. do one. That'd be what, great. we going on, GB well, we'll News? Do a, do, We could do a sort of pretend GB News thing and put it out. <laughs> we, have, um, we do have someone who's. Uh, um, oh, he's not. He, I think he tried to get onto GB News, Mike Concrete. He comes on here.
1: Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Did he not get on? <laughs> no, didn't. he's very
0: good. He's a master at gently teasing out opinions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, yeah, I've not yet, with Mike Concrete, had anyone go uh this is disgusting how dare this bloke be allowed be allowed on i've not quite had that but um yeah which i'm slightly disappointed by it'd be great if it was <laughs> he's the, the bloke he's based on as uh, a a couple of times sort of sent us messages and gone this is pathetic
1: <laughs> That's so pleasing. I know who you mean, and he does. He got he's got rolled at me on the internet before. Does he? Yeah, he's quite. This is the thing. They're they're all the the fun things. The the various times I have poked fun at specifically at GB News presenters or Talk Talk TV presenters. Those ones, they are so they've so thin skinned, and they always yes. they always respond, and it's really pleasing because obviously it pushes up your figures. And they look silly.
0: Yes. I got a, as a bloke who, um, I didn't, I don't know because I played cricket with him and he was telling me the other day that uh, he, he writes to uh, GB News presenters, you know, on the, uh, online and that because he gets so angry about what they say. And he said he wrote to um, the guy that Mike Concrete uh, was based on and um, just sort of like got underlining three or four things he'd said that clearly weren't true. And he just got a reply that said, um, yeah, but I earn a lot more money than you. <laughs> so that,
1: Amazing. That, that's, <laughs>
0: that's it, isn't it? <laughs> Marvellous. If that's a debate, if they te- you know, Ox- the Oxford Debating Society, the motion is... <laughs> The motion is that religion has been a force for for goodness over the over the centuries. Um, you know, first of all is um, you know, I don't know such and such the you know, the, the Archbishop of York, uh, and now to counter the motion, Richard Dawkins. How much do you fucking earn? <laughs> I have fucking got more money than you, mate. I can fucking tell you that my bloody anti God books. I've made a fortune. Not every for you. you've got a fucking crook and a fucking. You don't even own your own cathedral.
1: But then it'd be like, they'd, they'd, be, they'd also kind of go, oh, well, we'll have the last life because we're going to put you on Plank of the Week. Have you seen their yeah. Plank of the Week? And oh, they no. sit around going, oh, Plank of the Week, this guy.
0: <laughs> have you ever been on Plank of the Week?
1: I don't think so. Have you?
0: No. Oh, let's try and <sighs> I really get on wondered. that. I'd love it if I were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's a new,
0: but I mean, it's exciting in a way because it's a sort of new, it's a new world, isn't it? I, the only thing is I think probably... Probably, uh, do we cancel each other out, right? Because if you were to do a really accurate GB News parody, the only people who see GB News are either that corner of the population that believes that we're being tossed about by the woke and all that. You're not allowed to say Christmas anymore and all these people. Or people like us and (laughs) who look at it going, look at these idiots. And so we're just... And probably ninety-five percent of the population have no idea this thing exists, probably.
1: Well it's weird, isn't it? Also, it's G B News is funded, I think, by some American basically right wing think tank. And they don't care. They they're not doing it because they want to be profitable. They kind of see G B News more as a, as a way of implanting these views in, in the country yeah, UK yeah, yeah. consciousness yeah. and building a movement.
0: Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, no, you're right. So in some ways, by by even by even mentioning them now, we're probably doing their doing their job for them. I know I, there is a thing on the. Um, I mean, I tend not to reply to people on social media uh, at all, really. I do. I've got one. I do in me act, which is uh Do you know? What? I've done this. I've done this line in my act now. I can't remember if it's true or not, but I think it is. Katie Hopkins wrote. Uh, it was sort of this time of year, coming up to Poppy Day, and she wrote, "I called my daughter Poppy, so I'll remember. Will you?" And I replied, "I agree. That's why I've got three kids, and I called them Mud Trench and Mustard Gas." So, <laughs> but generally, <laughs> generally, I I think it's best to ignore them because yeah. anything yeah. you say,
1: not anything, give them attention,
0: it gives them attention.
1: Yes, I think, but it's, it's, diff- it's a difficult thing, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you don't want to give them attention, but uh, other times there's, I mean, GB News is sort of fascinating. Mm. Some of the things in there is, is mad. Well, there are people on there we know. I mean, this is I quite- I know. Or, or, I mean, also, it's really mad. that The comedians they bring on there is, is deranged. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they're all mad, Mark. What are they doing?
0: I don't know. I mean, I saw. That I don't. I don't know. You may know them better than me. I don't know because we're sort of slightly di- different, slightly in. By which I mean, enormously different generation. But uh, they are. <laughs> but I no, don't we are really not. know. Don't say them. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know them much. But uh, uh, but then. On they pop and I think, oh, yes, I have met you.
1: Yeah, but- I've gigged. What I find weird is there's people that I've gigged with like six, seven years ago hmm. who kind of never really uh, broke past the kind of open mic circuit. Yeah. But clearly, because they have sort of right-wing views, GB News is going, we need to find some right-wing comedians. So they've they've picked comedians who haven't necessarily – so, I, I, do you know what I mean? I haven't kind mm. of been in the public eye yet. It's really, really strange. So I think, oh God, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> I thought you'd given up comedy, and now you're on GB News.
0: But here's, right, this is my confession. My when I watch them, I, I think, all right, yeah, you've got right wing views and you think it's everything's the fault of the woke and we're not allowed to say christmas anymore and you know bloody oh the who cares about the climate you know uh, the only people who care about climate are transgender people or whatever bollocks they come out with and um but i think i can live with that but could you not do a joke in the middle of all this at least do a joke I, this what happens now here's the thing this was my the first time i came across this when i was uh a sort of young comic going around the circuit there was a comic called pat condell and he was all right and he was a nice bloke he was yeah. pretty much on the left really he was quite he was a very nice bloke to have a drink with and everything never brilliant but he was he was you know, okay and then i didn't see him for years and then someone said have you seen what he's doing on YouTube? So in the early days of YouTube, probably 15, 20 years ago, and I clicked on it, and he sat in his shed in this little light, just delivering this, like, 20-minute diatribe about Muslims. <laughs> and I'll I confess, right, I, the bit that got me was, I was thinking, is there no jokes in this? Yeah. I mean, fair enough that you seem to have. I mean, he's been um, uh, put on English Defence League, website and stuff I don't oh know if he's God. connected to the English Defence League I, I don't know that but certainly they have put him on their website and he was and he was definitely putting forward the, the viewpoint that the English Defence League would put up with would, would um, propagate uh, but <laughs> I was thinking well, at least do a joke
1: I mean yeah do you want me to like, I you're right that is, that is the, the biggest <laughs> <Not> <laughs> that is the biggest insult
0: so. Muslims is it I mean just do, at least do a joke but no, nothing.
1: I mean, I so I got um a, it reminds me I got a um a tweet the other day from a GB News producer. Right, and she she wrote that um she wrote that my comedy she was like oh, this is so tired and and tedious mm. and um and she doesn't realise that she's part of the establishment. When uh, I was like oh great I'm part of the establishment. <laughs> But I, kind of, I was kind of thinking, oh, if I'm part of the establishment, great, GB News will give me a show, because obviously they're giving <laughs> MPs shows left, right and centre. But I also thought, also, that the, the great thing is they don't mind. You can be a comedian on there. You don't have to be funny. You don't even have to do any jokes. No. You can just go on there and, and bang your drum a bit.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can't do that. And quite rightly, you can't do that on uh, if you're liberal or on the left or anything, quite rightly. I mean, I think if someone... I have seen that on the news quiz or something. Sometimes someone will come on and they're very passionate about something and they'll go, how much more do we have to put up with this government? They're not treating nurses properly. They just don't seem to care about public services. And then I, I think, oh, I don't know. I don't think we can let that go out because that is just sort of, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's, that's right. I think you do have to make an attempt at making a joke. Uh, but yeah. they don't seem to have any such qualms on there at all, do they? no. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, right. That's them. So what we're we gonna what we're we gonna do with the uh, now, oh yes now what you were saying about the Keir Starmer and the Labour yeah. Party. So uh, and it is so much to do with people's with you've got to have a certain number of people who who sort of feel like don't necessarily agree with you but sort of feel the same sentiment as as you. And uh, right, so I did. Uh, a line I've done a couple of times recently, I did it on the news quiz a couple of weeks ago, where they were talking about Keir Starmer and I said, uh, I wish he'd say something positive that he's going to do, I've just got the terrible feeling with him at the moment that his genius is to say nothing and then a week later go back on it and then then, (laughs) I noticed a few days later on Twitter that Michael Fabricant, that MP with the wig or hair, whatever it is. Yeah, it, oh no. He was he, going, I heard this brilliant line on the news quiz and he quoted it and he's put it up on his fucking Twitter. You're helping
1: the right. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly.
0: You're helping just, the wrong side. Mm. And I've made Michael Fabricant happy.
1: They've weaponized you, Mark. <laughs> they've weaponized you for their own ends no, there you are trying to trying to be a balanced comedian <laughs> trying to use do both sides and what you, what you're doing it's wrong yeah. it's evil
0: I know. Well, this is what, what, what's tricky, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this is why you're not allowed to (laughs) take the piss out of the left.
0: This is why it's better to do jokes about the difference between cats and dogs.
1: Maybe that's what I'll do when Keir Starmer gets in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Rose's new show? It's about why women take so long to get ready.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's really really groundbreaking stuff.
0: A bit of me does want to do that though. That's partly what my live shows about. Is that's all I wanted to do, really? But I didn't want to. I, I've got a whole thing about how I just, I just, I really wanted to be on the telly, just doing loads of jokes. And then the first time I found myself on telly, I was on fucking Newsnight, and that, and like sat next to Kenneth Clark. The marvellous thing about I think the economy's in quite decent shape. Actually, two percent
1: unemployment. Okay, and I am thinking, what do doing on here? It's a bit mad, isn't it? I, I got um sort of quest question time kind of kind of asked my agent about but i was thinking i don't know if i want to go on question time because i don't actually know very much <laughs> 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 i think that would be a bit exposing you As go people- on in character what about if you went on it in now, character? that would be fantastic that would be i'd be really up for that <gasps> okay right really which
0: we should we should let's see if that works or well, i'll be uh uh Uh, I'll be I'll be Fiona and someone in the audience. And the first question tonight
1: very like Fiona. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, I know, I'm very much like her. (laughs) Um, And the first question tonight comes from uh, Peter. And your question, please. Why does the panel think we should all have to? uh, We should all have to turn our lights off to save the planet uh, when uh, my next door neighbour. Uh, has loads of Christmas lights on and nobody's arrested him. Clap, 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 clap. Uh, if we can turn to uh, you, what name should we give you? Harriet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Harriet, oh, would it be my MP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My MP would be, um yeah. Ha- uh, just to let you know, Mark, Harriet is a different character of mine. It's very different in lots of really different ways. She's, She's quite
0: anti-woke though, isn't she?
1: She is. I mean, it's really, but it's a really subtle difference, but yet <laughs> it is a difference. <laughs> <laughs> harry is basically a gb news type character all right then i'll do let's
0: do a different one then um right uh if we can go to uh yeah i'm to, sorry I'm,
1: I'm picking holes in your yeah, nice yeah, no, little cl- setup
0: no that's okay i'm going uh, no you can't call her Harriet, that's a
1: different character
0: this is going to be for Harriet. Then. you call
1: it by the right name
0: <laughs> this would kicker terry from terry from doncaster uh uh, this week I got a uh, this week I got a letter from my local school where my son goes to, saying that uh, that, that all the children at to uh, all the children had to attend a special LGBTQZYX whatever it is these days. I don't know uh, awareness day uh, at the school. What does the panel think uh, about this? Because I think it's disgusting. Clap, 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 clap.
1: Uh, yeah, Harriet, well,
0: if we can turn
1: to you, going to Harriet or to the <laughs> to the MP? Who who are you, who are you talking Harriet. to, Mark? Harriet. Uh, Harriet. Harriet. <laughs> <who's> the- <laughs> She's going. Well, it's disgusting. It's disgusting, Terry. And I'm so sorry you're going through that. It's disgusting. Children everywhere. You've got children pretending to be cats now, and they're allowed to be cats. You've got you. They're allowed to sort of piss in the corner of classrooms <laughs> because they're a cat apparently, and now they are being taught LGBT plus all the time when they should be learning maths. So suddenly you've got these children who can't read and write, who can't do four plus four, but do they know that there are 25,000 genders? Oh, apparently, yes, they do. Absolutely disgusting. Thank you, Terry. That's what Harriet would say.
0: That's quite convincing.
1: <laughs> well, the MP would be more circumspect. Be
0: like, yeah, yeah, Why? yeah. Well,
1: yeah, the, the woke... The the it, it, it is it is a worry. The woke left are creeping into our schools, and we are doing all we can to address this. Um, we we might we might bring back um, hanging, for example, to just keep people in check. It be more. <laughs> what I love about
0: the MP is it's just there's a there's a, always an air of her that is like you can tell in the eyes, just as you can when they're really doing it, that she doesn't yeah, really that, that know she's, what she's talking well, she about. She doesn't know
1: what she's talking about. <laughs>
0: And it's just sort of like, just keep saying words. You know, sometimes you're on stage, if, you're, if I'm improvising, sometimes on stage, and I just think, I've lost the thread of this completely. <laughs> yeah, you're just going my shift. Just keep what saying words. As long as words keep coming out, what's a word? <laughs> Perpendicular, trigonometry, absinthe. Just say words and then get on to the next bit. And you can tell they're thinking that.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I. I had a weird fondness for Matt Hancock during the pandemic because I felt that. That he always looked like mm. a deer in headlights when he was sort of wheeled out by the government, and he'd be going sort of excusing some terrible thing, and you could see he didn't yeah. in his head he was thinking ah <laughs> ah ah keep talking, Matt.
0: <laughs> exactly. See that I what he reminded me of is that sometimes if you're if I'm sort of with a group of people and you're talking about a, a sport as I tend to do, and there'll be someone who doesn't know anything about it and and they're trying they're trying to keep up and they're and they're sort of going not their fault i don't think everybody should in fact i think probably nobody should know about sport and i'm the weird one but they'll say something like oh in, in, uh, yes in um and are oh, any uh, england are they playing russia in the cricket soon or something that you if you know about cricket you know england play russia and you and he think, oh no, you don't actually bless you. I feel quite sorry for you because you're sorry. It's all right, mate. It doesn't matter if you don't know. And Matt Hancock definitely had that. He had the because the Chris Whitty would say all this technical stuff, and then he would say something like, uh, "Yes," uh, and um, or it could be uh, the green one, um, or the there isn't the green one is the sorry one. <laughs> and <laughs> I did almost feel sorry for him.
1: Oh, Chris Whitty. I, I was watching um, the, the Laura Kunzberg documentary that was on oh, right. and he appeared and I thought, oh, my God, I completely forgotten about Chris Whitty. And there was a time where we were seeing him all the time, every week he'd come in and he was so sweet, I thought. Do you, think he's, do you think
0: he's really cross about it? Do you think he's going, his agent's going, I don't know why the tours just aren't selling. Three years ago, <laughs> I sold this place out, or I would have done if anyone had been allowed in.
1: <laughs> but well, they Chris, fucking he- couldn't get in because of you. I don't no think Chris Whitty would him. want to go and talk. He always looked very uncomfortable <laughs> that he was having to speak
0: on TV. maybe no, I think he'd probably got an agent. I bet he does have an agent. And I bet he was sort of a year ago even. And now it's <sighs> going, no, He's... no one wants to book you. There's a scout up. There's a little town hall in Yeah, uh, he was like, Evesham. not even the
1: science fair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not even, no. <laughs> no, there's just a Chris Whitty lookalike bloke who does it now. He gets 150 quid.
1: I wish I could remember the best thing he ever said. I can't remember what it was, but it was something that really made me laugh. And it was some awful day where there'd be some terrible news. And he went, he went, just one graft today because it's been a bit of a sad day. <laughs> oh, bless.
0: <laughs> oh, bless. I bet even that was probably ordered. Can, why can't I have the same number of graphs as normal? Because it's been a sad day, Chris. It's been Chris. a
1: sad day, Chris. Only <laughs> <No>. one.
0: <laughs> you can tell the cheery days for the number of graphs. <laughs> well, today it's gone ever so well. The R numbers come down and uh, there's lots of green ones. So we could have lots of graphs. Here's a graph showing the number of sandcastles that have Appeared in Margate. Do you
1: think? Do you think when he's feeling down, his wife goes up and she goes, Chris, why don't you show me one of your little (laughs) graphs?
0: Yeah. Do you think he practiced with her? Do you think he go? No. No. Oh, darling, for goodness' sake! When I say next slide, please, it has to come on now. For goodness' sake! I know it's getting tense because we've been stuck in here for the last eight months together. All I'm asking is you put the slide up. Don't need to wipe it first. We've established that that's unnecessary.
1: I really hope so. I I'd, I I'd I'd love that. What the fuck is going
0: on? What the fuck is going on? So, um, do you think that there's a? Uh, have you got some other characters? Then wait, I bet you have
1: no <laughs> no i don't no, no lurking, i've got no, no characters i've got um well well let's see no i so on my um state la, my last stage show i i did i did harriet i did the mp and i had this this uh, lefty comedian who's trying to stay right on but also wants to be employed and is right. trying to see both sides um, but the the year before, I had quite a few different characters that I was kind of. I had Kirsty Alsop doing a, an interpretive dance, and I had. Um, I also had Russell Brand, <laughs> right, um, prancing around, just saying lots of stupid words, and uh, and going, and then in between, we'd go, they won't let <laughs> go, they won't let female assistants alone in a room with me, Ooh, whatever. <laughs>
0: oh wow. <laughs> Wow.
1: Yeah, it was really president. I'm really yeah, yeah. ahead of the time in my. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that more people
0: didn't, uh, even, even, how can I put this, even leaving aside the uh, the, the the appalling side of, of Russell Brand, even if we leave that aside, but just that sort of pontific, the pontificationness of the yeah. loquacious yeah, it was so that ridiculous. Which, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: it was really annoying, wasn't it? Why weren't more people taking the piss out of Russell Brand?
0: <laughs> mm. uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's an uh, that is an extraordinary subject in and of itself. Here's one of the things. I know this is not the main thing at all, because obviously utterly, utterly terrible appalling. Paul don't want to look like I've got the faintest molecule of, uh, um, t- of sympathy for that. But just uh, two things I thought it interesting about it. First of all, that he's been sort of, <laughs> that he's been, that he's old oh, comic and he's uh, on the comedy circuit and all that sort of thing. Is this something that's inherent yes. within the comedy circuit? Well, it may or may not be. That's a different debate. But he was never on the comedy circuit, was no, he? No,
1: yeah, I agree. I, I find I find that sort of um, relating it to to kind of the whole comedy circuit as a whole. You go, sure, there are there are issues with the comedy circuit in in lots of ways. But I, I, you're right, Russell Brand had kind of gone past that, really.
0: Yeah. And I don't think he ever was on it. No, I mean, he, he was. It was t-
1: big. It was kind of his. It was like doing MTV and Big Brother's Big Mouth. That kind of really. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he ever did. He never did the circuit, did he? Really.
0: I don't think so. The first time I ever met him was on a, a benefit at the Hackney Empire. I can't remember when it was and he was he clearly was extraordinary He was very young at the time and he was clearly an, an extraordinarily charismatic person i say that not you know yeah. in defense of him but in the same way you'd say it about a dictator you know um but but then i did get to know him a, a little bit he was a fan of mine i'm not saying that with any oh, pride yeah.
1: oh dear oh no
0: mm.
1: Mm. <laughs> i spoke
0: with him i did in fact i did i uh, there was a um, when I was doing my show about the my adoption and I was talking about my mum, the mum who brought me up and what she was like and so on and how she had no so real sort of you know, a grasp of what it was I did in life in, in many ways. And one of the ways that I would uh, illustrate this, this is a true story. In 2015, there was a big demonstration in London that, I was asked to speak at and the last three speakers were Jeremy Corbyn was third to last it was just at the very very start of his sort of campaign to become Labour leader what hadn't really been taken seriously at that point but Jeremy Corbyn then me and then Russell Brand oh wow and uh and I uh and I would say so my mum I just I was got really nervous in front of twenty thousand. It was on the news, yeah. so my phone rang. I was married at the time, and I just sort of I, I oh, it's me mum. Just I sort of was about to walk up the steps to the stage, and I handed the, i handed my phone to the, the wife and said, oh, God, it's me mum. Oh, I went on, did me bit, come off, and then later I said, oh, what did me mum want? And <laughs> she said, uh, oh, your mum went. It, where's Mark? And I said, uh, he's on stage at the moment. um He's Speaking to 20,000 people with Jeremy Corbyn and Russell Brand. And she said, and your mum went, oh, well, we've been to Paynton. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, that, that's. That is so sweet. <laughs> but now she, it looks like she had the. She did well out of that, out of those two things. She was had the better day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, no, here's the thing, right? Here, here we are. I'm going to be controversial here. I think that even if you didn't, and I think most people didn't know the extent of uh, Russell Brand's dreadful behaviour, at its worst, even if you didn't know that it was at its worst... I think that it is impossible to be promiscuous at the to the degree that he was, that he clearly was, that everybody knew he was, that he boasted about, that he wrote whole shows about, without being extremely deceitful, controlling and and behaving in a way that is totally unacceptable. And I don't mean that in a way that the sort of um that the that that you know a Mary Whitehouse person would mean. Yeah. But I think it's just at a certain level, I don't know. If I was Chris Whitty and I had a graph, I don't at a certain level
1: No, I but- agree with you. I think it, it kind of implies there's there's gonna be a callousness there, isn't there? If you're mm. if you're if you're sleeping with that many many women, you you're you're kind of gonna be discounting a lot of people's feelings to get there. Um yeah, there's and- not a lot of
0: flowers and emotions involved, is there?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Imagine if there was. Fuck it, hell, there's a, flat, there's a daffodil shortage around the world.
1: Because of all the, the, the <laughs> promiscuous men buying flowers.
0: Yeah, I, well, there's obviously loads and loads of things to, to talk to about this. Now, this is something that... Um, uh, Someone who we both know said to me, uh, well, I do it was it was Sean Sean yeah. uh, Walsh said to me the day before yesterday, and he said, "I am appalled at the number of people that I speak to who are actually not in comedy who take the line that um well, you know, we've got to wait and see, you know you don't yeah, you can't yeah. trust everybody you know it's there's something funny about it that they've just gone for him now that that sort of line." That that's not just a few people on Twitter.
1: I agree. I mean, so I um I last weekend I tweeted about it. Always oh, a sensible things to do, <laughs> and um and cause I was cause I, feel, I was kind of feeling cross about it. And then I made the mistake of being a bit drunk. It's not good to be on Twitter <laughs> when you're a bit drunk. <laughs> My boyfriend texted me and said you need to stop tweeting, and I was like, I will not. But um <laughs> but the thing is, what was really Awful was the um, just the amount of like misogynistic, like just just comments going. Well, um, I had a few comments saying, "Well, women fundamentally are liars, so it's hard to tell." Right. But I had a lot of like, "Oh, why didn't they just go to the police?" But a lot, yeah. but a lot of kind of um, you know what about? But it, there was so much of them that you just kind of think, "Oh, this is really depressing." Yeah. Because you you kind of think that most people are just gonna go, "Okay, this guy's had." they did a four-year investigation and some of the stories are pretty grim and one woman's got extensive evidence of texts and the fact that she went to a rape center and all those things and yet you still have people going well you don't know wait till it gets to a court
0: yes and even if it got to a court that wouldn't change those people's minds um uh, yeah yeah no i think that's Well, I suppose it's a bit like it's a smaller version of the thing we were talking about earlier. If you've bought into an ideology, then you've got it's a little bit. It's why cults work, isn't it? It's to to a certain degree because once you buy into an idea that this person, this organization, these these this is this is what at last is voicing all of the stuff that I've been thinking, or you know, or a religion, you know, yeah, in a way. I mean, I you know, I'm. I'm quite soft on religion. I'd be, I'd be a fan of religion. I'd, I love all the culture, I love the music, I love the buildings, and I would be religious if it wasn't for the fact that there clearly isn't a god. But that's the only, <laughs> that's the only obstacle. Now, nonetheless,
1: you should you, just be a Quaker. <laughs> uh, yeah, you even can do men, that really. as a Quaker.
0: <laughs> can you? A blo- uh, um, it was a a bloke I was talking to who was a publisher who was uh. Who's, Jewish you said that he was, at an, he was at an event and the rabbi was there and said why why don't you ever come to the synagogue and he said oh, i don't believe in god and the rabbi said well none of us do it doesn't stop us <laughs> uh, but but i of course when someone is religious then it doesn't really matter what evidence comes up it it wouldn't It just makes no difference. They're not looking for evidence because their whole life is based around this ideology and to for that to crumble would be so devastating. I can't imagine what that would be like. And so it is with a cult and, you know. Well, a yeah, less- that, I mean,
1: that's why Russell Brown's been quite clever because his audience now is full of people who, are believe, who believe in conspiracies and don't mm. they? Because that's his whole shtick now is like, that. um he'll have videos saying the truth they don't want you to know about the war in Ukraine and all these kind yeah. of things. So, of course, those people are going to, it's not that, Much of a stretch if you're believing all of those to go. Oh, also, all these women that's saying I did these things. It's all a mass conspiracy because the Guardian are worried that I'm getting too close to the truth. Oh,
0: I know, (laughs) I know. The problem is, see, I've I've sort of um, say with flat Earth people or something. I think well, there's no point in arguing with them because if you believe that, then what? There's no evidence. I'm not going to come up with any more evidence than what there already is over the last. 2000 years. I'm not going to Trump yeah. Copernicus, am I? So there's no point in arguing with them. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not going to have something that Isaac Newton would have thought, fuck, I wish I'd thought of that. So don't bother. But once a huge number of people are believing this, then it does, it becomes a, a problem and it does. It does worry me, this. I think, oh, the number of people believing in conspiracy theories and who are therefore attracted by Russell Brand's um, uh, sort of, uh, what did my lad call him? Ted Bundy with a thesaurus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Elliot's so good at things like that. But once a lot of people are doing that, that's, um, that is a worry, That's isn't really it? It's really brilliant. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Maybe he's just doing a character, Rosie. Maybe it's just a character. Maybe at the end of it he goes, I can't fucking un- What am I doing? It's gone too far now. It was. <laughs> it was just a little thing just taking the piss out of the bloody... Pompous way that some people talk. And now look at me. <laughs> now look at me. I've I've got a cult and I've,
1: I've assaulted some women. Course, that's all. Yeah, it was all
0: in character.
1: Ask katie Perry. We are all waiting with bated breath to see what Ke- katie Perry is going to come out and say.
0: I think she'll do a song about it.
1: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God. Uh. Rosie, right. You so you're are you still on tour and things like that?
1: No, I'm not on tour, but I am going on tour again in mm. the spring.
0: Okay. Um
1: no at the moment I'm trying to write a book actually. All right. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's right, Mark.
0: Is that's is that that's don't wanna boast. Is that, is that nice <laughs> boast, boast about the book I haven't yet written. <laughs> boast about the book. Is it uh what's the nature of the book?
1: So the book is, um, it's from the point of view of, of my MP yeah. and it's called, it's going to, well, the title at the moment is Why We Were Right and it's going <laughs> through all the scandals of the last couple of years and explaining why well, actually they were really good things. Brilliant. And why you should vote Conservative. What
0: would, oh, now I must ask this before we go. So yeah. uh, the, your MP, yes. would she have, what's her sort of feeling towards Rishi Sunak then? Does she think that he's betrayed the... Liz Truss and Boris Johnson.
1: No, I think my MP is is very easily she she she, she very cha- she's very easily changes from whoever's in charge, and I think she's more interested. She's more of a follower than a a believer. Right. So I think um, Rishi Sunak's in charge, so Rishi Sunak is her man. Okay. But, yeah, but she'd be probably one of these people who'd say that Liz Truss had some good ideas, but. Right. It, ultimately was delivered in perhaps the wrong way
0: oh right yes that's exactly what they do isn't it yeah, yeah. i know that i mean just to sort of save a little bit of balance of this i remember one of the oh bless her i i was on question time once uh I, I did it a few times i did it once i was on question time with liz truss and when she became prime minister uh someone said you met her once and i said never met Liz Truss and they yeah. sent me a photo, I was a bit like Boris Johnson they <laughs> Liz- me, no that's no evidence, they sent me a photo of me on question time with Liz Truss and it had oh gone completely, I had no recollection of it at all you know when they when you're going mad and they ask you the Prime do you know who yeah. the Prime Minister is? Well they could have genuinely asked me if I'd ever met the Prime Minister and I would have given the wrong answer. It's I, like
1: Mark, what would you have done if you were like you were in bed after an accident, you've been in a coma and, and they were like they were like, show him some photos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he remembers. Yeah. They were I'm, like, Look, Mark, here's you with Liz Truss. With Liz Truss. Don't
0: you remember that, Mark? Yeah, you 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 wrote a book arguing for for giving all the money away and killing the Queen or whatever she did. But, um, uh, yeah, so I, I did. And I I stopped going, oh, I felt a bit bad sometimes. Because even now, sometimes people will go, oh, question time makes me sick. It's so unbalanced. Why don't you get people like Mark Still on it? You never ask him. And they, they do ask me. And I don't, I don't want to do it. So that's um, – No. But so I'm with you. I'm I did go on it a couple of times. And I was with a woman called Liz Kendall, who was an MP, Labour MP in Leicester. Yeah. And she was very, on a personal level, she was very pleasant. And we had to come back from Newcastle that night and we had a car. You don't get paid hardly at all for question time, but they do drive you back. And it was in Newcastle and we come all the way back from Newcastle. And I said, should we have a drink on the way back? And we're in this posh car. And uh, we stopped at this little tatty late night off license on the outskirts of newcastle and i've got a couple of bottles of wine and some plastic glasses and we sat at the back of the car you know coming back and she was a laugh really yeah. and then she stood to be leader of the labour party when ed Miliband resigned after he lost the election and oh she was just hopeless and she was sort of the right-wing candidate and she was just hopeless and then she was on the television doing this interview And uh, she was asked, what do you, what will you bring to your leadership of the Labor Party if you're elected? And she said, values. And they said, well, what values? And she said, well, the important thing is that I represent values. And they said, well, what values? And they said, well, well, values. I think what the Labor Party stands for is values. And I certainly have values. And this went on for some time. So, of course, I wrote a column. I couldn't help it going, uh, you know, just going like, doesn't matter. The main thing is to have values. The values (laughs) could be anything. They could be that you just, you know, my values are to burn down the neighbour's house. Well, that's the main thing is you've got values. And uh, uh, I've not met her since then, bless her. Do
1: you think (laughs) that I always think that that's one thing that worries me is, um, is when you meet politicians, if you like them, you think, oh, no, because you want to. You want to be able to take the piss out of them, but it is harder if you meet them on a personal level and you kind of like them.
0: Though she could not be (laughs) fucking useless. I mean, does it? You know, do people do they not have any? You know, it's when they go on and they're so, or they're you know they're on the Today program or something. When and they'll sort of ask something like, "Is this report that's coming out today? Is it going to uh, is it going to show that the economy has uh, has shrunk as we expect? You'll have to wait for the report. I'm not going to go. They think do they think anybody's sitting there going, oh this. This is certainly someone. I go, Are you fucking rude. You're being asked a
1: perfectly reasonable question, you twat. I just but don't you think? I kind of think with Rishi Sunak, I'm like, it, there's no way he would have been elected by the people because he's he is so defensive on any question when he gets asked things. He's like, oh no, that's not snow. Ah, or
0: well, change hate- the subject, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Speaking as yeah, yes, Speaking as someone who came. From a background, I now wish to help people from backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Matt, I saw uh, Matt Ford do an impression of Richie I it, perfectly. And a, a really good observation that he always ends every sentence with a little optimistic quirk. And he said he actually heard him uh, on one interview going, Britain now has the worst record of. Children leaving school with regards to literacy as anyone in Europe, <laughs> but with are like. See, we're doing something. The worst, yes, the worst.
1: Yeah, there's something quite innocent and happy about it. Do you remember when he did that video for when he with the leadership, where he's clearly re- reading off the autocue? It's so funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can see his you can see his eyes; they're sort of going like this, and you, you're going, "God, they should." He should have at least tried to learn the bloody thing.
0: Do you think they don't know how they come across? Like when he sort of when he was in uh, at Christmas, when he was sort of spent a day in a homeless unit, and there was a homeless bloke, oh, and he was wow, dishing yeah. up the dal, and he went, "So, do you have a business?"
1: <laughs> I don't think. It, I think this is the thing. I think he's so out of touch. Like, do you like do you remember the whole photo thing he did when he was? He he had the contactless card, and he clearly didn't know how to use it. Mm. Or when he was filling up the petrol it's all these things like they're going rishi we need you to do some normal things like a normal person (laughs) he's like yeah great i i am normal i love normal here's me being normal and it's always
0: yeah do you think that for the election they'll make a little film of him being normal so they'll have him like on the terraces at sort of at chelsea and stuff like that and. I buy, hope so. Buying a pound of plums at the market and going to the I, Yeah,
1: direct. I, I want to see a collage of Rishi doing normal things. That's that's a book I would That'd buy. That would be
0: brilliant. Oh, that's yeah, a thing we could buy. Yeah, it'd be like, really great. We should do... Oh, all right. And all right. you could literally it's,
1: just call it Rishi doing normal things.
0: Rishi doing normal things. That's a bit... He comes on here, to be fair. He comes on this podcast. He gives um, financial advice.
1: Oh, wow. He's so, you get such great people on this
0: yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's, <laughs> he's very good. Uh, so... Uh, Rosie, right, we've been talking for 17 hours. Um,
1: <laughs> Yay. <laughs>
0: uh, it's been absolutely delightful and such a shame it has to be so short. Um, so, yeah, so you're out on tour, all those things, and you're writing a book. Do you know what the book's going to be yeah. called yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah why, well, we th- right. yeah, why
1: We Were Right. Why We Were Right,
0: I think so, yeah. that's what's going to be called. Absolutely, all yeah. right, marvellous. Marvellous. What a pleasure and an honour it's been to have someone on here who um, does a character that doesn't even claim to? Well, they do claim to know what's going on. What the fuck? Yeah, is Yeah, they going do on?
1: claim to know what's going on. Oh, that. Oh, can I also say? Um, uh, I also have a podcast. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Called, called Nonsensored, which is basically a ripoff of GB News.
0: <laughs> they are, and
1: it's on every week. Thank you. That's the only plug I need to do.
0: They are. That's all sorted now. We don't need any more podcasts. Everything's been put right.
1: <laughs> yeah, done.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this special edition of my podcast. If you've liked it, rate it. And if you can be bothered, write a review. If you can't be bothered, absolutely, definitely write a review. In fact, write it as a character of an MP that disagrees with roses mp if there is anything at all that you think i should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it please send me a message on twitter at wtf is going on pod and i will look at every message you send if you'd like to become a wtf supporter and get early access to ad free ad free extended versions for as little as two pounds a month please visit our patreon page What the Fuck Is Going On was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guest Rosie Holt. The music was by Willie Dowling. It was produced by Pete Sinclair and Mike Benwell at Carousel Studios. What the Fuck Is Going On was brought to you by WTF Productions.